Episode 71, Humane AI Pin. Hey everybody, and welcome to the ChatGPT Report. I'm your host, Ryan, and today we have a couple of big news items on the docket for you today, ranging from Humane's AI pin to OpenAI is reportedly poaching Google researchers, Jarvis is fascinating, and some co-pilot updates. So strap in and enjoy the ride. Let's go. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Today's small tactic comes to you from the mind of Ryan, myself. I was trying to figure out a fun way to engage with my two girls for the Thanksgiving week while I was at work for the Monday, Tuesday, and they were stuck at home with no school with my wife for that, that, uh, those two days. So today's small tactic is a prompt more than anything. I had ChatGPT write for me a treasure hunt with clues in each room, and the prompt went something along the lines of this. I quote here. <clears throat> Creating a treasure hunt map can be fun, engaging activity. Here's a simple plan for a house with five rooms and two bathrooms, end quote. And that, that's what I put. And it gave the clues with the starting point and fun little quips like, welcome to your he- treasure hunt, explore to find the next clue, head where clothes spin and dance. And well done, but your quest is not done to the place where snacks and cans abound. Your next clue is awaiting to be found. And this is an end quote. That's a fun and exciting thing to be doing with the kids to keep them busy. And that small prompt came up with all of that in all the rooms when all you said was, hey, give it five rooms, give it a couple bathrooms. So you can add to it and you can make it even more engaging. Something like every second clue, give them a candy and then have chat write you a pun for the clue for the next piece of candy. There's your teaser, everybody. So have fun with that one. Again, a smaller, small tactic, but I like that, 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 uh, that tactic, a treasure hunt. Today's main topic was Humane AI Pin. Uh, If you haven't seen the video, i definitely check it out, and I'll tag it, as always, on Twitter and LinkedIn. Uh, The presentation was about 10 minutes long, and unlike a lot of people, I actually really enjoyed the presentation. I thought the chill vibe to it, the main guy was very soft-spoken, and it kind of pulled me into a hypnotic state of watching it. Uh, Some people, uh, and by some people, a good amount of people had issues with that, but I didn't really think much of it because I I really wanted to focus on the product. Now, you don't really know what the AI, pin AI during the presentation is until a few minutes in. They talk about the features and color really early on, and they don't really talk about what it does until a little while later. But for those wanting to watch the video, here's a synopsis of what the AI pin can do. The AI, and, and I'll give you a quick uh, synopsis here. The AI pin is a wearable device, you can clip it to any fabric, that acts as a mobile AI assistant. It is designed to be a more natural and intuitive way to interact with technology without the need for a screen. And users can interact with the AI pin through voice commands, gestures, and a small built-in projector. Here are some of the key things the AI pin can do. Number one, make and receive calls and text. The AI pin has a built-in microphone and speaker, so you can use it to make and receive phone calls and text. You can also use it to send voice messages. Number two, access information and apps. The AI pin can access information from the internet, such as news, weather, and traffic. 
It can also access a variety of apps, including ride hauling services, food delivery services, and music streaming services. Basically, what I think as a Siri. And uh, just for those that don't see it, obviously because it's a podcast, it attaches. It can attach to your fab, uh, your shirt, and it's, I'd probably say it's as big as it's a couple inches tall, an inch or two wide. So it's a pretty small. A thing on the front of your shirt. It's basically a, a camera, a body camera. Think of that, but in a very um, small frame. Number three, translate languages. The AI pen can translate languages in real time. This can be helpful for things like traveling to foreign countries or having conversations with people who speak different languages. Uh, this was actually pretty neat because he actually uh, was talking with someone and he held the pen down and it naturally, it, uh, translated it for him without him really doing any prompt. And then when he spoke, it then said it in a different language back to the individual there. So that was very cool. Uh, Number four, it can take photos and videos. The AI pin has a built-in camera, so you can use it to take photos and videos, and you can use it to record voice memos a bit faster uh, to take. uh, And I say this, it's a bit faster to take videos than just simply whipping out your phone. Number five, get directions. The AI pin can access GPS data, so you can use it to get directions to your destination, and it can also show you traffic conditions and suggest alternative routes. And then number six, finally, another feature was you could hold a food. This was actually pretty cool. You could hold a food item in front of you, and it would tell you what the nutritional value is. In the example, it was nuts, and it told them how much protein was in it, which people online were hotly debating that because it said something like 10 grams of protein, and everyone thought, no chance. So I don't know how well that portrayed that. So those were just some of the, the features that were highlighted in the in the presentation. Now let's talk about the good. The feature listed the features listed were neat, and if it went as quickly as the demo showed, it has some real potential. Especially if it didn't think that long like it showed, because he'd click it and immediately would give him an answer. It is sleek, and I think that plays really well with the quote Apple users who like that sleekness. Now, off from the good, let's go to the interesting because I wouldn't consider it bad yet. I'd consider these things interesting. It seems to be basically a smartphone without a screen. Nothing it did was a real wow other than the projector. And how well is that actually going to work? Again, I talk a lot about demos. Do the demos actually showcase what it's doing? Now, think wisely on X said, and I quote, this is a comment from the video. Now show 30 people in the same room with the same thing having to talk out loud to their AI pin. Is this not meant to scale to a larger market? And he make end quote. And he makes a great point because they are basically no buttons, so you have to talk to it to give it instructions. How would you not interfere? And 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 even on top of that, it mentions listening to music in like a sphere in your own area. How is it not loud to others? I don't quite understand that technology. So uh, think wisely makes a very good point here. And I'd love to see that live too, with a bunch of people in a room trying to discuss or trying to get their pin to work. Another great point was made by Derek on Twitter, and he said, I can see the appeal for hands-free jobs like cooks, fishermen, and auto mechanics, etc. I'm in front of a computer all day, and the last thing I want is another device to update and charge phones, tablets, watches. Woof. End quote. And I agree with him because I'm in front of a computer as well, similarly, and I don't want to have another screen. But off that, it could replace your phone. And let's say you sit down to watch TV, you have it on, and you just ask it questions instead of looking at, a, at your phone screen. You actually watch the show. Would it take the place so that you can get off your screen but not be totally away from technology? You know what I mean? 
And then I had another comment here from Blue Blumen, and he said, value here is spending less time on your phone. He said, creates more special moments in life with technology. This is the beginning of spatial computer computing slowly disappearing in the background, end quote. And overall, it, it, that's a great point as well. So we'll see where that is. It, it truly does kind of feel like the movie Her from 2013, uh, where it's your own little personal computer, except you're not dating it. Go, go take a look at that movie. That's, it, it, you know, it was 10 years ago, but... It's getting close. So, overall thoughts. I think it's a neat idea, but will it fade into history like Google Glass? That's the real question. Nothing really made it stand out, in my opinion. But, then again, sometimes products don't need a major standout point. They just need to be useful to a point. And I think that's the real question. Is this a useful device, or is it just another iteration of an iPhone or a smartphone? You th- Tell me what you guys think. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. $10 million a pop. OpenAI is in- intensifying its competition with Google in the realm of AI, obviously. And it's actively seeking to recruit senior researchers from Google's AI teams with lucrative pay packages rate ranging from 5 to $10 million annually. Uh, hey, OpenAI, I am available. Primarily in the form of stock, right? So it's not 5 to $10 million, They give you a stock option. You probably have to be there for like five years and then it vests the whole thing, you know? Anyway, the information reported that OpenAI, led by, obviously, Sam Altman, has previously previously succeeded in luring key Google AI researchers employing personal appeals to employees. The recruitment drive coincides with OpenAI's plan to sell shares valuing the company at around $80 billion to $90 billion. The report highlights that if recruits join before the sale, they stand to benefit from a potential 300% increase in stock value, in addition to significant stock grants later on. Now, OpenAI, funded in part by Microsoft, primarily generates revenue through subscriptions to ChatGPT Plus and by licensing its AI models to developers and businesses. Now, this aggressive approach by OpenAI contrasts with broader trends in the tech industry, which we've seen a lot, where companies are implementing cost-cutting measures and a ton of layoffs. Now, despite the industry's focus on cost efficiency, OpenAI's bold recruitment strategy reflects its ambition to lead the AI field, which they already are what it feels like by a mile. The company's recent leasing of substantial office space in San Francisco and its valuation, like we mentioned earlier, 80 to 90 billion, further underscore its ascension in the AI industry. However, information report notes that some employees have moved from OpenAI to Google, suggesting there's a dynamic competition between the two tech giants is still unfolding. You love to see it. Make bank people while you can, but good gravy. That is a lot of money to jump ship. Let's see how this unfolds, and I wonder who's really going to get the upper hand or if anyone really gets the upper hand. It's just, you know, you got really smart people going back and forth from either company. Who knows? Who knows? 
we got a co-pilot update here. Um, as we talked about on the last couple episodes, you cannot use it unless you have 365 and you work for a company. But they did come up with an update here, and I want to read what they said here. They said, we're taking the next step to simplify the user experience and make Copilot more accessible to everyone. Bing Chat and Bing Chat Enterprise will now simply become Copilot. It has foundational capabilities like the ability to answer questions, create content, and reason over data. And it has web grounding, so it always has access to the latest information. When you're signed into Copilot with your entry ID, you get commercial data protection for free, which means data uh, chat data isn't saved, and Microsoft has no eyes on access, and your data isn't used to train the models. There's a, and there's a that's a little bit about it. Now there's a chart that shows the difference between the free version and the one for three six five. So what you'll get for both is foundational capabilities, web grounding, and commercial data protection. Now, what you'll get with 365, which we, I just said earlier, you have to pay for 30 bucks a month and work for a company that has it. They, you get enterprise-grade data protection, Microsoft Graph Grounding, Microsoft 365 apps, and Copilot Studio. Now, what Studio is, it's a low-code tool to customize Copilot for 365 and build standalone Copilots. That sounds a lot like GPTs, but for Microsoft. These GPTs that came out for ChatGPT, your, your little um, assistant out there. So it sounds like they are making a shot you know, across the bow with this one as well, saying, hey, we can do the same thing. Now, the big thing here is they call it a low-code tool instead of a no-code tool. So I'm interested to see the differences between there because it sounds like more chat GPT. Their GPTs are more of a closer to no-code where you feed it information, where this one seems like you need might need to feed it a little code. Uh, if anyone has an, any idea on the true differences between those two, please give me an update on that. Well, anyway, big update there. Um, the real question is, though, will I use Bing? I really don't know. It, it it is really hard for me to get on Bing. It is so clunky. I it, it I don't know. I, I, maybe I'll do a poll in in the in Spotify, and you guys can tell me. Are you actually going to change? I did. I, I think I did that like three four months ago, and most people said no. I'm not changing from Chrome. So we'll talk about that later. But I, I it's got to take a lot to pull me away from Google. And finally, Jarvis and Minecraft. What do they have to what do they have to do together? In a recent development, a groundbreaking AI agent named Jarvis-1 has emerged, making waves in the gaming world, particularly within the complex universe of Minecraft. Now, Jarvis-1 developed by a team of AI researchers distinguishes distinguishes, boy, come on, Ryan, itself in an open-world multitask agent capable of processing multimodal inputs, combining visual scenes with textual instructions. It employs enhanced memory augmented multimodal language models, representing a significant leap forward in AI's interaction and learning capabilities within an open-world environment. Now, the article underscores the importance of achieving human-like planning and control in dynamic settings, emphasizing how Jarvis's one capabilities extend beyond merely playing Minecraft to learning, adapting, and evolving within the game. Now, Minecraft serves as a very ideal testbed for AI research due to its diverse and complex tasks. If you've ever played in it, you understand you got to do a bunch of things to get a pickaxe, to do this. It's not just A to B. It's like A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Uh, for all those older people like me who barely played Minecraft, my one daughter plays it a little bit, but I get lost in the weeds with it too. Anyway, complex tasks, and it provides a challenging environment for Jarvis-1. 
The AI agent, described as a learner and innovator, has demonstrated remarkable proficiency in over 200 tasks within the Minecraft universe benchmark, including the notoriously difficult diamond pickaxe task. The article sheds light on the technology powering Jarvis One, highlighting its use of pre-trained pre-trained multimodal language models and dynamic memory to make informed decisions and adapt to real-time changes. The concept of lifelong learning, enabling Jarvis One to continually self-improve, stands out as a thrilling aspect, and this showcasing a shift from pre-programmed responses to real-time learning and adaption in the field of AI. Now, overall, Jarvis's one success in Minecraft is positioned as a very significant milestone with implication reaching far beyond the realm of gaming, potentially impacting applications in areas such as autonomous vehicles and healthcare. Gosh, I, I, I know they said this earlier, but what a great place to test it out in Minecraft. I really think that's a great, a smart move because it's very open world sandboxy. So it's not just, hey, go beat this game. It's hey, here's a task I want you to complete. There's no real way to get to that, but I want you to do it. Um, you know, what really are the possibilities moving forward? This is very exciting. Something we'll definitely keep track of you for on the podcast. Things just keep getting crazier and crazier. I mean, what will happen by Christmas? My goodness. Guys, thank you for giving me a listen today. Rate and review and subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss a new episode every week on Thursday with bonus episodes mingled in between there. Check out the website, thechatgptreport.com. It's only going to be up for another month because I really don't think I need it anymore, so I'm going to take it down, where you can support me financially. Follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter at chatgptreport. And please send an email, thechatgptreport.com at gmail.com. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day, a fantastic weekend, and we'll see you next week. Take care.